What's up, Bulls Nation? You find yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's episode, we got to talk about these latest reports and rumors from a few different sources tying the Bulls still to one Jeremy Grant. What's the latest going on there? Plus, we got to take a look at this Bulls-Raptors matchup. We got slated for Wednesday night. First time these teams met since back in October, just the Bulls' fourth game of the season. And that's what we got on deck for you. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave Watson here at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. And you can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Plus hit us up on that text to voicemail line 331-979-1369. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Bulls uh, surviving in OKC after a scare. Check out our Tuesday episode if you didn't hear our breakdown of that just yet. And, uh, man, this Jeremy Grant stuff won't go away, Big Dave. Are you ready for the latest? (laughs) I am ready like Freddy. Come on with it. Let's get it done already. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I think it was over the weekend. uh, Chad Ford of chad's forward big board great show Mm. part of us here at the locked on podcast network check him out and give him a regular listen if you aren't already chad ford has a lot of nba sources he's been in and around the league a long time and he was Mm. saying on a recent podcast uh with all of this jeremy grant talk that where the from the pistons perspective obviously they have a lot of suitors and we'll get into that a little bit more later on with some of these latest updates uh, from Bleacher Report's Jake Fisher. But Chad Ford was saying, from the Pistons' perspective, what they would really love is for Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley to say, yeah, okay, fine, on including Patrick Williams in a trade for Jeremy Grant. Because we know they were obsessed with Patrick Williams in that draft two years ago. Uh-huh. Lots of teams were all of a sudden rifling Pete up their draft boards, and the Pistons were one of those teams, and they really wanted him to fall a few more spots, pass the Bulls to where they were selecting, or maybe even were trying to trade up on draft night to get Patrick Williams. They didn't get Pete up. They still want him. This is like, you know, a, a Bulls-Chris Dunn scenario, but it's the Pistons mm. and Patrick Williams. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Big Dave, that the Pistons are still very much enamored with Patrick Williams? Uh, one, I, I'm flattered. <laughs> I'm completely flattered. Thanks for giving me your film. Thanks for the flowers, the candy, <laughs> you know, the, the, the one to take me. Yeah, thanks for all that. That's that's awesome. But we need to talk. <laughs> just not, I don't see us working out. You know, just don't see where this relationship is going. I don't see where it's going for us. Yeah. No, Matt. Like, it's not going to happen. I'm, 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 hold, I'm holding steadfast to that. AK and Mark Eversley are not going to give up Patrick Williams. Uh, and they definitely are not going to give them up for Jeremy Grant. They obviously want Jeremy Grant. We all want Jeremy Grant. He'd be an awesome fit here. He'd be great. Good player. Good player. 
the main key thing, I think if if we're removing uh, just the fact that it's their baby and, you know, just the fact that it's his second year, they still don't know what he has. If we remove all that from it, the main key thing, I think what really keeps it from happening is he's an unrestricted free agent next year, Jeremy Grant. Like going in, like that thing is going to be an actual issue. You know what I mean? Like this is kind of like a one year thing. And then you got to renegotiate. You know whose contract we got to do <laughs> coming up, going into the season? Yeah, it, it's going to be that guy that, that we got to <laughs> That's kind of the guy we got to look at, you know what I'm saying, and, and deal with right there. So uh, that's, that's for me, Matt, is, is one of the key reasons I don't, I don't see it going down. But even with all that added, he's the baby, Matt. I mean, he's the baby. Like, it's it's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is our child. And just even getting Jeremy Grant, because I think, what is it? 2023, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, that one year. Right. So, you'd be get getting Jeremy him for Grant. a season and a half and then have to sign him to a fresh contract. By the way, fr- uh, <laughs> Jeremy Grant slated to make just shy of $21 million in the 22-23 season. That, that what you want to put in? Like, is. God, I don't even like saying this because I feel like I'm talking bad about Jeremy Grant. I like Jeremy Grant. I really do like Jeremy Grant, and I want him on the team. But for Patrick Williams, I'm just not willing to give that up. That's the nicest yeah. way I can say this. I'm not willing to give that up for Patrick Williams. And and look, I, I know that people have talked about Grant as a nice fit for the Bulls um, who need a power forward desperately. And we still don't know whether or not Patrick Williams, if they keep him, will make his return before the season's over. But Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeremy Grant, yeah, he plays a, a fair amount of power forward. He's, you know, what do they list him at? Six, eight? He doesn't really seem yeah. like that big of a forward to me. And yeah. if what the Bulls truly are lacking is size in the terms of rim protection and strength on the glass and the Bulls getting annihilated as far as points in the paint on, mm-hmm. you know, three out of every four nights, does Jeremy Grant really help you in that regard? Yeah, is Jeremy Grant really the elite defender that I think Bulls some Bulls fans believe him to be? I don't think so either. If you actually look at some of the splits with the Pistons this season, and and, and I the last time I checked this was like a week ago, so maybe it's changed. But I think the Pistons defensively have better numbers with Grant off the floor than with Grant on the floor this season. Mm-hmm. So I don't love that. But here's the other part of this question, Big Dave. And I'm curious what you think here. I know that you've been on the record every day saying P-Dub's their baby. They're not trading him. Mm-hmm. Does anything about this recent development of Bulls injuries, first Lonzo Ball, now Alex Caruso, despite the fact that they don't necessarily play the same position as Jeremy Grant, although we love Billy, we know Billy loves his yeah. small ball lineups and switching sure. you know, guards and forwards and all that stuff, just the fact that they are short bodies and two key bodies for the next two months yeah. Do you think that that may have the slightest chance of them easing up a bit on their right now? What is the assumed stance of we're not trading Patrick Williams? Do they think yeah. Grant is more of a necessity now because of mm-hmm. what has happened over the last week? That's a great way to word it. If you word it like that, yes. Uh, I think you think about it like, yeah, it crosses your mind more because, like you said, of the bodies that you see down and not only just Lonzo and Caruso, but also, you know, Derek Jones Jr. as well. Um, When you see those bodies down and you know how they affect your team and you know what you're trying to do this year. I mean, AK has been on record. I don't know how many times saying I'm trying to win now today. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, 
Yes, you, you absolutely it crosses your mind because I'm not saying Patrick Williams is untradeable. It's not what I'm saying. He is not untradeable. I'm saying for Jeremy Grant, I don't think they would do that. But yes, you ponder it because, yes, you're correct, because of the injuries that they've gone through and the laps and defenses you've seen, you know where he fits uh, immediately. And, and that's also um, the protection we talked about for Nikola Vucevic as far as on the defensive end. Jeremy Grant helps with that um, as far as the defense is concerned, as far as, you know, just protecting uh, Nikola and, and taking some of that responsibility off of him. You know, you get you get a good piece of your wall that you had built in, you know, to start the season. You kind of get that back with uh, Jeremy Grant, plus the scoring, you know, plus he, the, he can put the ball into the basket. He could definitely do that. It's why they gave him $20 million. He's a good basketball player. Um, but, man, dude, it's just that Patrick Williams thing, man. Like, because – I know what they feel about him. You can just see it. You know, you know what they feel about Patrick Williams. And, and I'm not saying it's just because I like Patrick Williams, because Matt likes Patrick Williams a lot, because we do. But it's just, you know how they feel and you know what they see. And it's very rare that a team or a GM coming into his first ever job at this magnitude makes his first ever pick and then trades him in the second year, you right. know, without really even seeing, you know, what he is. That's completely, completely rare it has happened I, I mean it's happened before i'm sure the first one i thought the first one i thought of matt uh even though it was his first draft pick but the first one i thought of was like elton brand right like yeah. that was the first thought that came to my head when i thought it. i know it wasn't his first draft pick it wasn't his baby but that was a big draft pick uh for jerry kraus and he was like all right bye <laughs> he was up out of there and, and got him tyson chandler and eddie curry so there is precedence for it it has happened but in this scenario, I, I just do not see it. But yes, Matt, definitely thought about it. I think they definitely thought about it. All right. Uh, there's plenty more to get to here, including the latest from Bleach Report's Jake Fisher, who had an interesting little tidbit about Jeremy Grant in his latest yeah. column. We'll talk about that on deck. But first, Bulls fans, we've been telling you about prize picks for a while now. If you haven't signed up yet, I don't know what you're waiting for, because right now is the perfect time. For a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer offer for all of our listeners. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On Bulls fans only who use promo code NBA. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offer all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of. Points, assists, rebounds, threes made, and more. You can pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10x on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks also allows mixed sport entry. So you could take this weekend the over on Patrick Mahomes passing yards and the over on, you know, so, any NBA players, uh, you know, uh, point total for, for an NBA game this weekend and put them together. And it's a lot of fun and it's a fun way to win. Use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast, easy withdrawals. So go to prizepicks.com today or go to your App Store and download the app. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA. We'll get $50 free if your mm. first prize picks entry scores a single point. Prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. All right, Dave. So uh, here is the latest from 
Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report. This came out on Tuesday morning. So it was mostly a column about what's the latest with James Harden. And James Harden doesn't like living in Brooklyn. And James Harden doesn't like paying state taxes and all of this other stuff. And, and talking also about this potential Simmons for Harden deal or whatever. If the Nets are spooked and Harden's going to leave in free agency this summer. And all this crazy stuff. But uh, Jake Fisher also sneaks a little bit of Jeremy Grant talking here. So in case you missed it, here it is. As the Sixers continue to hold firm in their lofty asking price with that hardened-sized elephant always in the room, both Atlanta and Sacramento have emerged as strong suitors for Jeremy Grant, sources told BR. The Hawks and Kings join a long list of teams that includes the Lakers, Blazers, Knicks, Jazz, and T-Wolves, among others. The Bulls have continued exploring avenues to land Grant without sacrificing prize swingman Patrick Williams sources said so that basically confirms what we have believed this whole time which is ak and eversley love p-dub and they're not trading him the more interesting element to me yeah. big dave is that list of teams jeremy grant you know maybe outside of ben simmons is the most enticing trade piece that's out there between now and february 10th Obviously, you know, Miles Turner is another name that people are talking about every minute of every hour, but Jeremy Grant is that guy. <laughs> and, and if the Pistons look at what they have with Cunningham and all these younger pieces and say, all right, well, the Grant experiment was fun, didn't quite work out, let's send him on. If the Bulls really are interested and the Bulls are firm on not giving up Patrick Williams, I do not see how they can outbid, what, a third of the NBA? with their offer for this guy. I just don't see how. Yeah, and the Lakers, I've read, also were, and again, we, I don't know how true these things are, but it was being reported that they were kind of out of the running because Jeremy Grant wanted to go somewhere where he wasn't going to play basically third fiddle uh, to someone. Right. They, that I, that other report, I can't remember from where, but mm -hmm. said he wanted a featured role yeah. in the offense. Yeah. Like, and is he getting that with the Bulls? That's what I was just, Zach and DeMar? I was just about to say. <laughs> like, what are you getting me here? Not even just Zach and Demar, but also Vooch. Like, like, what are you, what are you getting here, then, bro? Like, you—that's exactly what we got four years at number four. Like, we got a solid four. That's it. That's what we got. So that's—I don't—I don't know where. So if he wants to be the man, like he's saying, then I think you have to look at those lower tier teams, like you're talking about. Like the Sacramentos, you know what I'm saying? You have to look at that. You have to discuss that. Because, Matt, if you're trying to go to a winning team, if a winning team already has everything in place and they're asking you to be a piece, usually they have their two in place. That's usually how right. it goes, you know? So you either come in being a three or the four. You know, you don't come in being number two. You know, that's just not how that works, man. So I, I don't know how real that is, but that was an interesting development I, I read, you know, just to say that about the Lakers. But, yeah, man. Sacramento for me is the most intriguing team at going into this for anybody uh, because of all the stuff that they really have that they can, that they're willing to kind of give up mm -hmm. to get these players outside of Pat. And they've also been tied to Simmons. Rumors. Correct. Like, you know, Correct. give us some picks, give us Halliburton, right. give us, you know, whoever. Like outside of Patrick Williams, who I think is very coveted around the NBA, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, like you just mentioned, is that guy that teams are really, really wanting and really want to go for because they know they see the issue, you know, with De with De'Aaron Fox there. Like, it's going to come to mm -hmm. a head. It just is. It's going to come to a head. Are you going to go with the dudes you paid or are you going to go with the youth? You got to make a decision on mm -hmm. that. 
So I also had, so, but Patrick Williams, Matt, is such an interesting place for him to be in because everybody wants him. And everybody's like, we'll give you this for him. You know, we'll hand this off. We, we really want him. We want to see what he is. But the AK and everything is like, no. <laughs> like, we told y'all. But what I love, Matt, is they're still trying to make it happen. And this is what I've loved about them so much is no matter what they have, they're still trying to make it happen. The DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. trade we talked about. They right. wanted to give him Lowry. That's all we thought was Lowry's going to San Antonio. That's gonna That's a done deal. They ended up saying we didn't want them. Oh, well, you know, they're done. Nope. We're going to trade fan favorite. And the dude we see who fits in nicely here, <laughs> Thad Young. We're going to send him away because we know what we want and we want DeMar DeRozan. So I got mm-hmm. faith that if they're truly trying to get this done, they'll get this done. I don't know how, <laughs> but right. we'll see. We'll definitely see. It's interesting. I mean, this list of teams who appear to be in the running for Jeremy Grant, at least interested enough that maybe they're throwing offers Detroit's way and seeing if any of it or part of it sticks. It's not just teams that are looking to bolster up a playoff run kind of roster, but teams that are kind of, as of right now, on the outside looking in Mm. and saying, well, you know, with this play-in thing that we've got now, all we need to do is find that 10th spot. Right. And if, if we can add instead of subtract at the deadline, mm-hmm. we still see ourselves as in this thing. Right. That's why I thought that it was interesting. You know, not only Sacramento, but Atlanta yeah. as teams who are like, yeah, let me get some Jeremy Grant. Yeah. As, as if like, I want to add Jeremy Grant so that we can make a push. Atlanta right now, a game and a half back of the last playing spot in the East. Sacramento is three games back of 10th in the West. Wow. I, like, why, why are these teams trying to be buyers right now? I don't really understand that. Yeah, man. Atlanta I especially. Really Atlanta especially. Just because of all the stuff Atlanta has. You know what I'm Can saying? Can the Bulls get in with some kind of three-team trade and somehow steal John Collins out of this? Oh, Can we do that? Like, give, me, give me some of that. Oh, that felt good coming off of your lips there, Matthew Peck. I like that. Yeah, I like John Collins. He'd be a good fit. Uh, that, that was actually mentioned in this latest from Fisher on Bleach Report as well. The next paragraph after the P-Dub stuff said, while there's been no direct indication on particular trade frameworks for Atlanta's pursuit of Grant, the Hawks have grown more active in searching for a new home for John Collins, mm. sources said, and Collins' salary works in a direct swap for Grant. Kings are said to have removed Fox and Halliburton from any ongoing trade conversations, oh, wow. though Marvin Bagley III has consistently drawn interest <laughs> yeah. from Detroit. Yeah. A lot of moving pieces, Dave. A lot of moving pieces. But essentially, these last two updates that I've gotten, first from Chad Ford and now from Jake Fisher, lead me to believe that there is a stalemate between Detroit and the Bulls. If there are, in fact, talks happening, there is a stalemate right now, and its name is Patrick Williams. And it's Artura saying, you can't have him. Bottom line of it, you can't have Patrick Williams. But please choose from all these other wonderful things that we got. Like, let's 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 keep talking, though. And that's why I love this so much. They're like, no, but let's keep talking about it. You know, let's see if we can get a three-team trade like Matt just said. Let's see if we can get in on this. You like these draft picks? Want, uh, want, want that Portland pick? You know, you're right. right. <laughs> Portland's playing better. Portland's Portland playing better. Playing to that 10th spot in the West right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking all right. You know what I mean? They're looking all right. So, yeah, Matt, all of that plays in. 
and and that's the fact that I love and J, and uh, JJ Poe too. Like I don't want to leave him out of this as well because he's the one that kind of you know moves the pieces financially, knowing mm-hmm. what the Bulls can do. So I'm just excited to see what happens, man. Because just to know that they're they they see the problem. I said this before. They see it. They know the issue. Mm-hmm. They understand it, and they're working on it. And that's all I need to hear, man. But yeah, Woo! Woo! Up, we'll, we'll see what happens next and what the you know the newest piece of news uh to leak is in the coming days yeah. um january 26th we are essentially at the two-week mark before that february 10th trade deadline Oof. what are acme going to do um all right we still got to talk about this bulls raptors game that we have coming up wednesday night we will get to that next in just a minute but first big dave tell the people about the delicious bill bars Listen, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein, and Zach Guilford approved. What else do you want? Built Bar, man. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it's even covered in 100% real chocolate. And then you get all the flavors, the peanut butter brownie, the raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, coconut almond. And always they got that flavor of the month. Matthew Peck, please let the people know what that is. Mm, the churro puffs are back, baby. Oh, puff it up, puff it up, puff it up. You know you want you a churro. You wanted a churro yesterday. You said it's too cold to get a churro and they're not good for you. Well, this way you can have both. You can stay warm and you can get you some flavor. How? Because you go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get yourself 15% off your order and get it sent right to your home. Promo code LOCK15, 15% off your order at built.com. Built Bar, eat good, stay warm. All right, moving along here on our Wednesday episode, we got to talk about Bulls Raptors. This is a makeup game from that late December Bulls Raptors game that was postponed because the entire Bulls team had COVID. Uh, I think yes. the Raptors team did too. Um, so this is the first time these teams have met since all the way back in October mm-hmm. when the Bulls beat the Raptors in a tight contest that put the Bulls at four and zero and the first four and zero start in twenty five years mm-hmm. for the Bulls franchise. Uh, it was a tightly contested match, like I said. DeMar DeRozan with some big buckets yeah. in, that's right, the fourth quarter. Um, but but that was uh, an, an interesting and different game because the, the Raptors were missing some pieces. They did not start this season all the way healthy, and the Raptors had a brutal start mm-hmm. to this season. But if you've been paying attention, keep one eye over there in Toronto, you have seen that they have steadily climbed their way out of that and are now tied for eighth in the East with Boston. They started January with a five-game winning streak. They also have a win over the Bucks in January. They just lost a tight one to the Blazers to kick off this week. But, man, Pascal Siakam is back, Mm -hmm. and he looks he looks like all-star Pascal Siakam. And you know who else is getting a lot of talk? And I think mm-hmm. rightfully so mm-hmm. as a potential all-star. I know where season, you're going. <laughs> is that freaking man, Red Van Vliet. A lethal, lethal combo yeah. of guard and big man in the East right now, Dave. He has been amazing, Fred Van Fleet, man. Shout out to him. You know, always representing Illinois. Shout out to you, Fred. And man, Matt, like I love the little guards who people say he can't do it. <laughs> I love those guards. You know what I'm saying? They come in with those chips on their shoulders. 
you know, and especially yeah. when they come in with that talent and that, you know, bulldog kind of thing about them. You know what I mean? When they're out there playing. Little, little Napoleonic complex. Correct. Like, how dare you say I can't right. do this. Right. Say, right. Just watch me, right. me with my size seven shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly right. But, man, man, he's been great. Like, he just was uh, player of the week, I think around like January 10th or something like that. He was, he was player mm-hmm. of the week. And I think he was averaging 30 a game that week for a player. And they were like 4-0. and during that week man like he was awesome and he should definitely be considered for an all-star i think we saw how good they were when we played them so i'm not surprised that they they kind of climbed out of that hole because we saw it matt that was a good basketball team you know that wasn't just like the bulls just fell flat no they, they earned that victory like because they were that defense they were playing was ridiculous the offense they were running was just beautiful. The ball movement was spectacular. They were hitting threes from everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. they were fun to watch. It wasn't fun to watch my team play. Let me go through that. But they're a fun <laughs> team to watch. And so them, you know, having this success and Nick Nurse, you know, he's just a great coach. I think he's been proven that even as after that mm-hmm. title, people wondering, who the hell is Nick Nurse? Well, <laughs> now you know. This dude can coach, man. All right. So, yeah, they're a good basketball team, man. And. I do not want to see them in the first round, honestly. If I had a choice, I don't want to see the Raptors at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the first round, man. I'd rather leave that alone. But, man, they're good, but the Bulls can beat them because we already have. So, Yeah. Uh, so that Bulls-Raptors game was the last time, all the way back in whatever it was, mid-late October, that the Bulls had their planned starting lineup. Wow. For a full game, the next game after that was the Knicks game where Pete got hurt. Wow! Um, but uh, you know, we have seen what the Raptors look like with Pascal Siakam back, and obviously that worked in the Bulls' favor. The first time these teams met is that Siakam was on the shelf yeah. with this Bulls team, and the way that we've seen them struggle on the boards and in the paint recently. Siakam coming off a 28-point night uh, on Monday. You got to assume that the Raptors are going to try and get him the ball early and often. And how will the Bulls go about that? Because I can't imagine that Billy loves the idea of having Vooch guard Siakam. So, who? I mean, like Javante, you're going to put Javante on Pascal probably probably. for certain stretches. Mm -hmm. See how that goes. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I guess good news for the Bulls is that you got Zach back. Seemed like after the game, his comments were like, yeah, you know, feel fine. Uh, knee-wise, um, maybe just a little winded, kind of gas towards the end of the game. Yeah. But so you got Zach back, you got Javante back. And then after resting, I assume DeMar DeRozan comes back Ooh. into the lineup. So now, like you did the first time you played this Raptors team, you got Zach and you got DeMar. You don't have P-Dub, you don't have Lonzo, right. and you don't have Caruso <laughs> and all these other pieces, but I think it's enough firepower for the Bulls to be able to win this game. It's just a matter of can you control Van Vliet with his penetration and his outside shooting, and can you control Siakam? Yeah, and also we see how important it is for Io to stay out of foul trouble because he's the mm-hmm. guy that's going to settle everything down uh, for the Bulls. Uh, man, it's wild to say that about a rookie. But, yes, he's the guy that's going to settle everything down about for the, for the Chicago Bulls. He's the guy that is going to get – uh, Vucevic involved if you look at his assist that he got uh, more than half and I believe five of those went to Vooch uh, just off passes on the inside just getting him involved you know on this and I'm playing with Kofi Cogburn definitely has something to do with that 
Um, so yeah, I, I like I like the 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 chemistry he's developing uh with Vooch because he penetrates and he gets to the lane and Vooch is just always there cleaning up, trailing. You know what I mean? Like boom, just give me the ball, we'll put it in. So he's vitally important, especially in the fourth quarter when we're gonna need another ball handler uh outside of DeMar DeRozan. So yeah, we want to keep him out of foul trouble and we got to keep him on Fred Van Fleet because we just talked about how good he how good of a season he's having. So yeah, man, you you respect this team, yeah. Matt. You really do respect this Raptors team for sure. And, and you know the the Raptors now that they're healthier have some quality pieces that that get to come off their bench as opposed to at certain points throughout the season for them so far had had to be thrust into the starting lineup, much like the Bulls have gone through. But you got uh, Precious Chua and who came over in that you know Lowry trade from Miami, mm-hmm. and you got uh, Chris Boucher. Interestingly, that is a name that I think, you know, Bulls fans were kind of maybe thinking about if the Raptors did, in fact, look at this as a, well, let's just chalk this up as a a lost season and start looking forward piece that they might put on the trading block right about now as we near that trade deadline. Boucher, I think, would check a lot of the boxes of what the Bulls might be looking for to add some size, some rim protection, some of that, you know, play at the forward position. But now, with the way that the Toronto Raptors have come out in January mm-hmm. and are right now looking like a, a play-in team, do they instead look to add at the straight deadline instead of sell? But, you know, you got him and, and Precious Achua coming off the bench. You got OG Ananobi doing his thing in that starting lineup. You got the rookie Scotty Barnes, p- potential rookie of the year, certainly nice. rookie of the year candidate. Nice. Like, this is this is a pretty stacked Raptors team. This is not uh, a team that the Bulls can just roll over. No, no, and I don't think the Bulls will either because, again, they got a taste of it already. They know what it feels like. So I don't think they're going to roll over. I think they're going to come in tough. It's why it's, I know that it was a back-to-back and DeMar played a lot, but I'm telling you, playing this team was also one of the reasons why he wanted to take another day off, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. get ready for what's going to happen and what's going to go down. Again, that's his former team. You want to look good right. against them. You want to perform well. Um, but man, I'm I'm still debanking on uh Demar and Zach and Vooch. I mean, those three right there is enough to get you a victory. You know, it's enough to compete and go out there against this team. They're gonna definitely scheme for the Bulls because we saw that in the first game. They had a brilliant scheme set up for the Chicago Bulls. The way you bust the scheme is by by buckets. <laughs> buckets mm-hmm. is how you and we got two really excellent bucket getters, probably the best fourth quarter bucket getter in the league. And, and one of the top five for quarter bucket getters in the league is Zach Levine. So, yeah, man, I, I feel good about our chances, uh, but it's going to be tough. And also, I want to know the news on – and I don't know if you've heard any news on Tyler Cook uh, and his eye injury. I want to know what's up with that. I well. haven't – so we're, we're recording this Tuesday afternoon. As of right now, I have not seen any updates okay. from Bulls reporters or Bulls PR about Cook, who left that game getting hit in the eye about – 90 seconds after Zach Levine left that game because he got hit in the eye. Mm -hmm. Zach came back. Tyler Cook did not. So, you know, I'm sure we'll get an update between now and, you know, Wednesday afternoon as we get closer to a tip-off. But, yeah, I hopefully Cook is back because, honestly, like, the Bulls have needed Cook's minutes in the front court recently. Desperately needed. You got Javante back, but you need Tyler Cook right now, too. Yeah, you need that length. You need that athleticism, and you need that toughness. And also – for all the reasons you mentioned, you got Scotty Barnes and you got Pascal Siakam. You know what I mean? Like these are these are long, athletic guys. So you and Tyler Cook has shown he can play defense. Uh, when we saw him going up against the Greek Freak, 
He's shown he can play some right. defense, man. Um, and he's gonna use all his fouls <laughs> to do it. But well, yeah, he he's gonna be important to have out there, man, because you all don't want to see the alternative. Even though you scream, you don't want boots, you don't want the alternative. <laughs> you don't <laughs> want it, okay? Uh, one other thing that might be helpful for the Bulls to get a W here against the Raptors Wednesday night. Hey, Kobe. Oh, you maybe maybe knock down a shot or two. A couple. It, it would help. Please. It would help. Two, two of twenty-three from behind the three-point line for Kobe spending the last three games. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. But yeah, hit some of them. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. We love you, Kobe. Yeah. You're gonna put yourself out of this. Knock down some big threes against this Raptors team. Hopefully the Bulls can get a W. I agree. Either way, we'll be here the day after to talk about Bulls Raptors. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can always hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Dave is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. We're at Locked on Bulls. That text to voicemail line, 331-979-1369, which, by the way, still time. We're going to cut off on Friday entries for our, Z- uh, our Lonzo Ball autographed giveaway. So either subscribe to our YouTube channel, send us a screenshot of that, or leave us a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. Send us a screenshot of that. You can do that at LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. That's Big Dave. I'm Matt. You're Bulls fans. We're Bulls fans. Until next time. Be good. You suck, Grayson Allen. <laughs>